You're entering a realm which is unusual. Maybe it's magic, or contains some kind of monster. The second one. Prepare to enter... Welcome to the world of tomorrow! Good, 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 good news, everyone! Hello and welcome to the world of tomorrow. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm your host, Willie. And we are back for another installment of our podcast, Welcome to the World of Tomorrow, going over season four, episode 11. 30% Iron Shift. Which is actually one of my favorite episodes of this season. It is a great one. It's also harkens back to our childhood when the original Iron Chef was being televised in America. Yes. And they had like all the dubbed translation and everything. And I feel like this episode does such a good job of uh, like capturing what it was like to watch that show. Like as a right. parody is, of it, is, they do a is, good job prior to any Iron Chef America or, like, any type of... Yeah, none of that Alton Brown as the host yet kind of stuff. Right. This is which I think was, like, 2006 or seven. It was, like, early high school when they started doing that, I think, I want to say. Alton Brown still had hair. Let's put it that way. Let's just say he still had a little tuft on the top. Let's just say there was still some greenage in the garden, if you know what I mean. Let's just say there was a little bit of wheat left in the field. <laughs> Let's just say the only hair on his body wasn't on his crotch. Okay. Let's just say that uh, it was like he had pubes on his head, but it was for the top <laughs> of your head and not for your balls. As someone, as someone who has pubes on the top of their head, correct. I agree. Well, and Daniel, you I you say that all the time, like it's. Like the world is out to get you, but you're the one who every day you wake up and you tape pubes to the top of your head. So I, I really don't think you can blame anybody else. It's a legal issue. I got in an automobile accident when I was 17 and I couldn't pay the person's insurance. And the judge deemed that I had to tape pubes to my head for the rest of my life. Because I so couldn't pay the, 12, that's, the $1,200. That's always something that's confused me. I feel like, did we grow up in some sort of weird wonderland where judges can just do embarrassing punishments instead of real sort of equitable and fair, uh, you know, resolvements of issues? Because I have, my older brother also mm -hmm. got in, he rear-ended somebody in high school and the because he didn't have enough money, the judge said that he had to walk around town naked backwards singing a mm -hmm. song. I can't is, remember what the song was. I believe it was – well, so this is Midwestern law. So I'm guessing it's something along the lines of – Like Jimmy Crack Corn. Cotton Eye Joe or Jimmy Crack Corn. Yes, exactly. You, you took the corn right out of my gullet. Tell you you took the corn right out of my cob. <laughs> oh, yeah. You shook the corn right off the cob, son. I don't want to start wow. saying that. I want to start saying that. I am a hundred percent. Well, thanks for shucking the corn right off my cob. Like you took the wind out of my sails. Holy yeah. Shit. You're that welcome, Daniel. You're welcome. Oh my god. I just changed I always, your life. I always say, not my pig, not my barn. But I actually did hear people say that in the Midwest. I feel like that was maybe more of a Southern Indiana thing because not a whole lot of people said shit like that in Muncie, at least. But in Southern Indiana, well, in like, the rural areas, not my barn. Yeah. The river gerber. 
the red shirt. Yes, Midwestern law. That was that was uh, yeah. That was a that was a weird um, time. You know, it's like, and then we found out that the judge wasn't actually a judge. He was really a dog dressed up in a robe. <laughs> but it was a Pekingese. And, they and he had opposable thumbs because he could hold the gavel. The gavel. I know I'm still on the gavel train. I know there's what, no adding, L in there. I learned adding it an extra L. It's just how people pronounce it. That's how that's how folks back where I'm from call them. You go they to call the, it you pop the, and they call it a gavel. God, I just got and they say pillow and milk. Okay, those are yeah. You gotta if you take one PD, you gotta take them all. You can't just have one. No, no, you can't say pop and then pretend like you're better than everybody who says milk. I do, I do, and no, I just no, got no, absolutely no, no. lambasted at work. I was like, "Oh yeah, we were talking about fast food," and I was like, "We were going over our orders." I was like, "Yeah, I probably had a Dr. Pfeffer in there because that's really the only time I drink pop." And they were like, "What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you're too oh, far away soda. from home. <laughs> you're too far away <laughs> from home." When the Californians <laughs> don't know what the fuck you're talking about, even with context. <laughs> Well, I guess when you call country. everything your own thing, it's hard for people to know what you're talking about when you say Dr. Pfeffer. I'm heading on to Mark Dow's to get me a nuggy and Dr. Pfeff. <laughs> and they don't know what that means? Come on. <laughs> How can you guys uh, not understand my secret code language? <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. You guys don't know anything. By the way, my coworkers have been pining to listen because, like, every time – we had a uh, happy hour – or not a happy hour. We had a, like – um team bonding it was kind of a happier thing last week and oh like, team oh, bondage sorry, yeah we my company does that all the time right and i was like sorry does it I ever i get bruises a lot i mean <laughs> and the wax is so hot i mean yeah but like when i'm being whipped i can't really feel anything else so like who cares so it's a standard tech my thing. the director always yeah. the director always says this is what if this is how you know you're alive pain is how oh, you know you're alive that's right speaking of which we got a lot oh, it folks. is it Let's is daniel's binocular time pp tom over here pp tom it is a woman influencer and and she's doing boyfriend a, maybe like a tiktok dance no she's like got her phone like this for the listeners she's holding the binoculars out like a phone Yes. And like a selfie mode. Then there's another nonchalant, acting nonchalant, acting nonchalant. Oh, God. Now they're taking photos like Instagram oh God. or TikTok video shit. Okay, I can't watch this. This is this is. Crazy. Imagine what it would be like to date somebody who is that like. I thought about that the other day. I'm glued to my phone. shower thought. I'm glued to my phone, but those people are really glued to their phone. But not even that. Imagine you date. So you like start dating someone and they're like, you're like, oh, wow. Like I really enjoy this person. They're extremely attractive. Like they're, they check so many boxes for me. And then you realize that they're a TikTok person and they're like, can you hold the phone while I do this dance in front of like everyone in public at the, like the farmer's market? I could it's, it. it's like, one. Th- no. I know. I would be like, I. This is making me feel uncomfortable. Because no. yeah. one thing, it's like there are obviously funny creators out there who are doing good, smart, funny stuff. And yeah, you right. do need good to content. kind of swallow your pride a little bit to record it. I think. But at the same time, it's like, well, that's because you're. It's essentially like, it's at least funny. Whereas the other stuff is like, it's just to like what? So you can copy a dance? Like, I don't get it. Right. And I watch a lot of swallowing content as well. So, you know, I should be an expert. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was pretty pretty good. But anyway, why don't we get to a little something that we like to call. Good news, everyone. It was not as quiet this time. 
I did try to turn it up. On it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, would you? I think I've gone first, like the last. Six yeah, times. because oh, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I. It's not that I don't have any good news. It's just that I don't do a lot of new things, and so. <laughs> <laughs> See, I th- I think good news is more of an opportunity for us. Okay. I'm feeling like, good. Like, I'll say that. Said, I've been having a good week, and that's good yes. news. So I think it's also My mental health has never been better. Well, yeah, that's not that's true. Like when I was six, it was probably pretty good, but. That's true. Uh, when I was six, it was terrible because I pooped in your bathroom and clogged the toilet, and then your dad had to come unclog it. Well, and I was we barely knew each other weeks. at age six. That was probably when we were eight. Mm, we didn't meet true. until it's first grade. First grade. So no, I would have we, we knew I each other in kindergarten. No, because in first grade, I remember hearing, oh, oh Daniel Cheeseman's in my class. Because you were in AM, you were in PM kindergarten. That's right, bitch. I slept in and I would go home and snarf some raviolis. Mm, that was shit. I had to go to after school stuff after AM kindergarten. Yeah, because you were in that's the how I class met, and I was in um, the R-tar class. That's how I met Srinivasan's wife. His wife used to teach at the Montessori oh, school. To- yeah, you used to go to Montessori with I Joel like Kellogg and Joel Williamson. Yeah, we learned division and shit, and then I didn't use it for two years, and then I forgot all of it. But you it is possible to learn division and multiplication when you're six. It's just you got to keep doing it. You can't stop for first and second grade and then I was still getting like two third. plus six wrong, which is well, clearly seven. Well. Teen. Seven? Seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred. So what I was going to say was, I think this is not necessarily, it doesn't have to be anything new in your life or something that's going to come up. But as Midwesterners, I will say, speaking of mental health, one of the reasons that we, I feel like, don't stand up for ourselves. Have, no, don't have a lot. Well, yes, we have a lot of issues. But one of the reasons that we don't have a lot of like West Coast problems that I hear from people who were like born and live on the West Coast is because we have gratitude. Like we were raised to like. Oh, that's true. How bad I have habit, always had you... very a lot of gratitude. Exactly, and like even if you don't get what you want, or like throughout life, or if you know you feel like you don't have something, like be thankful for what you do have because mm-hmm. you're very lucky. And like I feel like that was something even like kids who didn't have a whole lot in our school still were taught gratitude. Like, hey, it could still be way worse. You go to a good school. You live in like a, a relatively safe town. You, you know, have, have these things going for you, which is a you lot You have a more Gibson skating rink. You have a really mean old lady who makes you shoot the duck. And then if you try and walk in skates and not roll in skates, she yells at you because she has okay, no Okay, I'm going to posit this. If you really think posit. about it, is shoot the duck maybe just another euphemism like choke the chicken? Oh. And so really you so. should be pulling your hog out at the skating rink? <laughs> <laughs> Whip the hogs, boys! Whip the <laughs> Shoot hogs. the duck, <laughs> and then everybody unzips their fly and pulls their hog out. Honestly, or in my case, piglet. <laughs> I guess if we were five, we all had piglets, baby. <laughs> Except for Joel Williamson was hanging dog. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's kind of bizarre that I'm going back to remember a six-year-old's dick. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to brush past that. We're going to go uh, right past that. <laughs> we're going to go right past that. Wait, wait, what does he say in Spaceballs where he's like, and she's going down the ramp, straight out the <laughs> <laughs> And headed for the space mobile. <laughs> Come back. Uh, that is back. back. <laughs> Funny. 
She doesn't look through it. <laughs> Such a fucking good movie. <laughs> Mel know. Brooks is so fucking funny. Absolute fucking genius. No one else could direct that movie or write if, it. If, if Mel Brooks never was writing stuff in the 20th century, we would not have 21st century comedy. You know what I'm saying? That's actually, truly that's a very, formative very person. Like, and such an early formative person, and he's still alive, which is so great. Mm-hmm. His, I saw a picture of his son, and I was like, "Oh, his son's old." And I was like, "Wait, his Mel Brooks is still alive." He just, he just had a something else come out. Yeah, he just had the History of the out, World right? Part Two. I haven't yeah, watched it yet, but I, I want to watch that. Yet. Yeah, yeah, I do want to watch it. Um, but no, so I, I feel like good news is a, just an opportunity to even like be grateful for something that you do have. Like, like that was a good one. Like, Hey, my mental health is better. Hey, than I'm great. I, yeah. Memory. I've been doing good. Oh, that's great. Well, and I became less good. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm saving up for some rollerblades right now. Oh, okay. Are we, are we talking full pads? Are we talking knee pads, elbow pads? I'm definitely going to get some wrist guards. That's for sure. This brings me, I want to bring something up here. I feel like helmet technology in the last 15 years Maybe last twenty years, no, less fifteen years. Like from like two thousand and eight on, has gotten so much further because in the nineties, those it was all were just literally it was literally styrofoam, styrofoam. literally shitty styrofoam with like the the thinnest the thinnest little like pads. level layer of oh yeah the, the the velcro pads inside, but then like the thinnest layer of like plastic that was oh yeah color. it was like it would crack. <laughs> It would like oxidize and like crack. I remember I had this when my first helmet when I was like five or six was this purple helmet and I covered the shit out of that thing with dinosaur stickers. And I remember thinking it was fucking dope at age six and then by age eight or seven or something, I was like, this is, I feel like a little baby. Yeah. You know what? You probably thought to yourself, this is gay. I don't want to wear this I don't know if I knew that at age eight. And if I did, it was your fault. I feel like I definitely did. Absolutely, it was because I feel like because I didn't know what like anything about boobs and vaginas except for because of what you told me in like first grade, (laughs) second grade, and that's what makes Willie the um, oh my god, cat the Casanova. That's the term. That's makes Willie the Casanova is today a gay six year old. (laughs) (laughs) I learned everything I know from a gay six year old, (laughs) but it's just like it's just like Bender. Because I didn't, I was not distracted by the the, the ability. To right, right, right. Exactly. I was not distracted by the lust. The hetero, the form. yeah, the hetero. I was able lust. to be the best lover. <laughs> and we both had so many girlfriends in high school. So many girlfriends. <laughs> oh my gosh, dripping and. I will say bang. we were probably, you know, let's assume that let's assume that I don't think a lot of people in our class like knew a hundred percent that you were gay. Until you came out, I think a lot of older kids did, and parents, yeah, because you can but just I'd sense grown up that. With them and they were just like, he's. But Daniel. I don't think people really sense that necessarily. I think it was just like this guy is quirky, and I feel like yeah. you and I were the most uh, eligible bachelors the whole time because no one really wanted oh. to date us, but we were smart and oh. funny and cool, and people liked us, and no we were the president, and, and we were the president of student yeah. council and of the class. Yeah, exactly. So that was fucking sick. We ran that fucking school. Bitch. We ran it, and we we went toe to toe with the principal. We said, "Give us our fucking oh. diplomas, and give us our fucking paper." We got to lo- you got hallways. lobster lunch for everybody. Hell yeah, the Commodore's platter, baby, <laughs> the, at the nicest restaurant in Muncie. Red, Red lobster, lobster, baby. Cheddar I tried Bay to get us to go to, to Vera Mays, and everyone was like, "What's Vera Mays?" That's not more like Vera, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. 
<laughs> For those of you who don't know, Vera Mays is the fanciest restaurant in Muncie, Indiana. Was. Was. It no longer exists. Is it no longer? No, I don't Wait, think Vera so. Mays? I don't think it's existed for it a while. It did not go out of business. Are you sure? I don't. No way. Vera Mays. It's named after Ken and Steve, or Ken, Steve's mom, I think. Ken's mom. Anyways, Kent and Steve, late in life Oh, days. no, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, Vera Mays Bistro, yeah. Kent, uh, Kent and Steve, um... Uh, let's just say this like guys it's got owners. three dollar signs yeah. which for Muncie was, means you're going to pay twenty dollars for an entree but uh, yeah that's true it's like the most expensive thing on the menu is like twenty two dollars and you're like what um, it's your base bistro yeah everything looks great look they have a wordpress website and everything oh my gosh I remember they bought a full page ad in the yearbook and I almost peed my pants it was like three hundred dollars and they were like well of course anything for you you want a little – how about Shirley Temple, sweetie? It's because like, they oh knew that you were a little blossoming a gay. A thousand percent. They were like, this kid is light in the loafers, and we are without question Go going to, support, to him. support him and his homosexuality. A.K.A. Honestly, groomers. <laughs> I was just, oh <laughs> I was going to say we need more gay role models. I can't believe I'm the one who didn't say something cheeky. <laughs> you did. Oh, oh God. God. The liberals are trying to groom your kids. <laughs> There's a new place called Sport Clips, and they're trying to groom your sons into having put-together haircuts. <laughs> Is your son renting a tuxedo? Is that man brushing that tuxedo off? Groomed. That's kind of like literally when I think of groomers, I literally just think of like a, Somebody like a who's like making sure your hair is like, like put yeah, together like, and you're... Don't have any like lint on your clothes. Yeah, with someone with a brush and like brushing the shoulder pads of your like tuxedo. Your like off, suede like... suit. Well, or not suede, yeah. velveteen. Vel, ooh, crushed velvet. Like I want... Jerry, I want to drape myself in velvet. <laughs> Stupid. So good. So problematic. I did see a great comic that was internet comic that was like um, making fun of Seinfeld, and it was like. Him, Jerry talking to Elaine and George, and he's like, and she wants me to, uh, and, and she wants me to wear a tuxedo to her prom. And they're like, Jerry, why are you dating a high schooler? <laughs> and then it was like, this really happened in 1993 while Seinfeld was airing. Oh my God. Like he is. was really dating a fucking high school, an underage girl yes. during the show. Later. I think it was like 96 or 97. But yes, he was dating a 17 year old. She was 17 when they met, technically. Not just technically, literally. You are also technically literally correct. correct. The second you best time of correct. <laughs> um, okay, P. Well, what what is your good news? Um, uh, I just got back from shit, dick, cocksucker, fucking no good, goddamn Redwood City for the third time this week. So my good news is that I don't have to go in next Thursday. Nice. So go to San Francisco and uh, see. Having to go through the shit for one week makes you thankful for the next week. Like, oh, mm-hmm. God, thank God I don't have to go in three times, which is kind of a very low bar. But but the bar has been it's, it's relative because it's also COVID. It's This is post-COVID era. Yes, we are in PC, not BC, PC. I mean, it's a significant enough thing for us. Uh, well, and we're so American-centric, but it did really affect the whole world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Hundo P. And, like, I feel like America... American politics are like. Well, we got it the worst because of how many fucking. Okay, I'm going to stop myself there um, before I go (laughs) on a diatribe. Ooh, full of vitriol, you rabble rouser. Boom. Um, Three 
vocab words we learned in middle school. I just want to say thank you, Mr. Bullock. So, Petey, I wanted to do um, a little – this is a little mental exercise um, that I actually learned from the Dalai Lama himself. <sighs> Old Dolly. So this is going to help you think about Are what you, sure you would it do. Dolly Parton? Oh, that's right. That's what – it was Dolly okay. Parton. Okay. I get those um, two confused all the time. They look so Both similar. Great tits. Both have great tits. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of blonde hair. <laughs> a lot of blonde hair. Um, Dolly Lama would would be sick though. <laughs> no, wouldn't you would just go in and meditate? Yeah, that'd be Although, sick. Like, Tibetan food, and you could buy one of those orange outfits. Turmeric noodles. Oh, I, I would feel like such a poser. I'd feel like I'm full on hard. And they shave your head. Uh, well, you know what. The good, the good Lord's doing that to me, uh, in quarter inch by qu- millimeter. I know. By millimeter well, Petey, just to, just embrace it. I've been buzzing my hair pretty short recently, and it's it's invigorating. I like it. I like Thank it you. I think it looks. I great. just have a very lumpy head, so I was kind of self conscious at first. But oh, when I go bald, there's gonna be so many moles underneath my head. Oh be like, yeah, your head is Mole Town, USA, and I'm gonna it's be like, like yeah, I know. What is this underground? It's like what? Because of all the moles. Wheels? What do you got? I was just thinking, what is this? What like, is this? A room full of FBI informants? What's like an army of frogs? Oh, a labor of moles. Interesting. Oh. A labor of moles. Collective they are hard man. workers. They are hard workers. That is true. And they can't really see. So they have to work even harder because they. Uh, have to use smell but in the 21st century we should update it so it's a little bit more progressive and we would call it a union of moles <laughs> that's correct <laughs> a labor <laughs> union of moles, of moles. <laughs> <laughs> also if you wanted to know it's both singular and plural the label is the labor is moving nearer the labor are moving in different directions oh okay interesting it's like the deer. more you know uh, there's a deer near me. Look at them deer on down by a creek in the mall. There are deer and there is deer. You wouldn't say there is deer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. I was like, that doesn't sound right, but I can't prove it wrong. I have to say it out loud first. <laughs> Got him. Okay. So, Petey, I want you to keep this in mind throughout this exercise, okay? Now, this will be this will be sort of I'll be um this is a, a form of role play, but I want you to think uh-huh. about this your motivation, PD. Okay, PD's doing uh-huh. the PP Tom binoculars again. I'll wait till he's done so that he will actually uh-huh. listen to me. PP Tom, give us an update. Uh we got a male uh looking to be of Asian descent. About 5'9", five, 5'10", five, wearing a Patagonia vest, which means he's most likely a finance bro. Mm-hmm. Walking around drinking what seems to be a kombucha. Okay. But he has a man bun, so I was thinking he might be gay, but no, we're, we're looking straight. All right. False alarm, guys. P.P. Tom's alarm, report folks. is in. P.P. I need to get some. P.P. Tom's some report like is a great segment. music where you're like, P.P. Tom's report. Oh, wait. Don't, wait, don't we have news music? Today, folks, on PP Tom's report, we have, we have a finance bro mulling about in a Colbreth Park in San Francisco. Is he drinking kombucha? That's at eleven tonight. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so PD, in this scenario, your motivation is 
that you are looking to buy a tiger. Okay. You don't want okay. anything else. You want to buy a tiger. All right. Okay. Hey, welcome in. Welcome to Tony's Tiger Barn. How can I help you? Now, what kind of tigers y'all have? Because I'm just looking to get any type of tiger, but money's an issue. All right. So uh, let's see. Tigers, tigers. Have you ever thought about getting a parakeet? No, I want tiger. I'm thinking I, I need, uh, I was, I, well, you know, I've been needing um, some help around the yard doing him yard work. And I've seen him tigers oh, up on okay. what Tiger King is. Uh-huh. And I've seen that Tony the Tiger raise, raising them bowls up of frosted flakes. And he looks just strong as a dickens. So I'm going to need me a tiger. All right. That's okay. I think I understand what you're looking for. And you mainly are looking for something to help you out in the yard. Now, there's a lot of different types of flamingos that are great for the yard. They'll fertilize. They'll keep that in order. And so maybe that's a good choice for no, you. No, 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 no. I'm gonna need a, I need something I can eat all that grass. Okay, okay. I, I like yeah. it. And here at Tony's Tiger Barn, we do appreciate that our customers know what they want. I'm just going to have to let, let you in on a little secret. We ain't got no more tigers. Well, y'all, why do you advertise that you got tigers? The flamingo's too big to get beneath my double wide and get down in them sticks and roots Here's down there. The, thing. the parakeet ain't going to do job. The supply chains have been crazy. All them, all them Chinese tiger manufacturers over there, they've been really backed up. The Port of Authority at L.A., and they've been backed up. And I cannot get my hands on no tigers, and I'm so well, I sorry. I don't need no Chinese tiger. I'm American. I want me an American tiger. I want you bring them tigers. I'm going to let you in on a second little, little secret. Little anchor babies. I'm going to let you in on a second little secret. All those American tigers you think you saw, they ain't from America. Well, where the hell are they from? They're from China. Chinese? You're telling me there's an invasion of foreigner tigers coming in? They're only Chinese. And taking up all the good American tiger jobs? Uh-huh, exactly. And I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad... I don't want to be the bear of bad news, but, well, we do have bears, so if you need a bear, that's pretty close <laughs> to a tiger. A bear is not going to do trick. Bears sound more expensive because you charge per pound. And I know them tigers is emaciated. Well, we also have emaciated bears, if that matters. But they're big bones. They're bargain bin bears. <laughs> the bargain bin bears, they don't, they cannot run. You know, that's how skinny they are. But they can let out a little bit of like a, <laughs> Could it, do you think a bear or a tiger would win a but because I'm trying to sell you a bear, I'm going to go with bear. <laughs> I think it'd be tiger. They got bigger claws and they're a little bit more agile. They can run around ways quick, way quicker than bears. And we're just living in caves and taking big old grass shits all the time. And scene. Now, <laughs> PD, you handled yourself so well there. And I just want you to think back to what Dolly Parton would say about that that experience what do you think she would want you to learn out of that she would i love being put on the spot in my own podcast she would <laughs> um <laughs> she would say that was an amazing southern accent and i need you to be a little bit less sophisticated i need you to be a little bit more white trash with that like she's okay. from fucking pigeon forge tennessee and she wants she wants accuracy she is a woman who is all about accuracy now the, and 
to be honest, she is like a selfless lady. She like she's great. The COVID, the COVID. She's um, she's the new Mother Teresa. Yeah, exactly. Just with big tattoos. She like helps teach kids to read. Yeah, she and she's got a shitload of nonprofits, and I think she donates like a million dollars a year or something to all different kinds of charities yeah. and shit. Which Plus like, she's got huge like, she's kids. rich as fuck, but like. Yeah, and she's, like, been with her husband forever. She's not, like, a, like, fame whore. I mean, she kind of is, but, like, not, like, so... But in a wholesome way. Um, in a wholesome way. Like, she enjoys her fame, but, like, she's not a fame whore where she's, like, trying to cling to youth by, like, doing TikTok no, dances no, no. and shit. Exactly. She's she's classy. She's aging classily, even though she, she has classy. a lot of... Well, there's been a lot of done. restructuring of her bones and muscle mass and... But you know what? If that makes her feel confident... Than you do. I feel like she's doing it for herself, not for everyone else. There you go. And that just shows you how internalized all of our body images are. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love Dolly Parton. Um, okay, Have well, you seen why don't Fit we? 100, by the way. Yes, physical 100. Uh, physical 100. Yeah. Uh, everyone is so hot, and it also made me feel so much better about myself because they're like, wow. He is so much like the sub. The subs are so fucking bad on it. Like the editing, wow, we had to stop watching it because the editing was too annoying. How it just repeats yeah. things, we couldn't do it. Yes, anymore. exactly. It's like when you're watching porn and they keep repeating the cum shot, and you're like, "All right, let's get the fuck on with it." Um, but no, like the fact that they <laughs> radio silence on that. End. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, the fact. That I don't know what kind like, of like super cuts you're looking at, but that's no, not I never necessarily that was the worst. The worst are compilations. I there's too much going on. There's too much, too many scene changes. I get confused. I get all I turned around. I get all turned around. That my boner goes inside out. Um, the, the fact that they're all like, "Oh my gosh, he's so cut," or like, "He's so much better," or like, "He looks so much better than I do." I'm like, wow. The fit people at the gym still are not confident in their bodies. Like, they well, I think it's also a cultural thing, though. I think that is maybe more of a Korean thing than it is just fit people. I feel like they all were very respectful of each other in a way that Americans would not be. Yeah, no, no, that's very true. But I think like the the it's more human, and it transcends culture of being like. Hey, you may think that that guy is really fit and really good looking. And I don't know, dude. I think that there are a himself. lot of Americans or Westerners who are like that's probably way true more so. into themselves. Like, I that's feel like true. we have way more narcissists. Yes, but I feel like they're also still insecure, which is leading to their narcissism. Like that's they true. Have to, but I guess the the, the externalizing of that in the way that they say it to me seems more of the like Korean cultural thing of kind of being like appreciative and, and respectful of other people and kind of being like, wow, even though we have different things, like I really appreciate what you've got, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Korean, the episode centers around a Japanese show. So we should get to the episode. Yes. I was just going to <laughs> forcefully, uh, segue. yeah, I was just going to forcefully segue. So today we're covering season four, episode 11, 30% Iron Chef. Uh, like we said, this is uh, this is a Bender centric episode, but in a good way. I think this is better than some right. of the other ones we've we've covered, where it's kind of Bender gets a little annoying. Um, but this starts out with Bender cooking Sunday brunch for everybody, and as soon as Fry finds out, he or Fry walks in, he's like, "Hey, Bender, what's with all the pots and pans? Are you building yourself a wife?" And he goes, Bender's "Part of one, but no. Right now, I'm making." <laughs> so basically, he admits that he has this project, which is building a wife. Building like basically building like a flashlight of a wife. <laughs> um, 
yeah, and then we've basically Bender's like making this disgusting looking food where there's like he shreds a chicken and D D meets <clears throat> the skeleton and then puts the skeleton in the frying pan and then dumps an entire thing of Morton salt on it. Which is so funny because they ha- they don't have any brands. I thought about this. I was like, that's really weird because they don't have any like real brands. brands. Real, yeah, exactly. And that one was real. And I was like, I wonder if that was a product placement. No. They don't have any other real brands. It's weird that they had like more. Like, think about it. They could do like Mortonyanax salt, or like because they have like Ozark That's true. Pub. That's true. Maybe you're and, like, maybe like, you're it's, right. a little, it's a very it's a very famous logo of like a little girl in a um, in the <clears> rain in the in a rain. Yeah, exactly. A yellow raincoat. They could have put an alien in there, and it would have been funny. That's right? a great point. That's a great point. Maybe you're right. I thought it was bizarre. You could. Oh, you're, be right, right. you're right. And you. And you. You're always, you're right. always right. More space balls. <laughs> This is also an episode that has a lot of quotes in it that are yes. really good. And it's Zoidberg heavy and Bender heavy. I and love Bender heavy in a good way. So when um, when they're eating, do they even eat, or is it just that the professor thinks about the brunch and he goes, "Oh my track, tracked." <laughs> so good. I did love that. Um, yes, yeah, so the "Oh my track" was really good. And um, Fry goes to. I don't think they eat. I think they're just talking about it because Fry goes to take everyone out to go hide underneath the polar ice caps and Bender the door opens up and Bender's standing there stirring up a bowl and like goes, green mush fleet of green mush and he says fleeing somewhere and Fry's like <laughs> with you blocking the only exit no of course not <laughs> so the they introduce the B plot that the yeah, professor just has say. basically um, got a ship in a bottle and he's like Zoidberg are you coming with Zoidberg really wants to fuck up with the bottle yeah Yes, he wants to really fuck around with it. And I love – these are, like, two very good quotes. He's, he, like, puts his little uh, mouth antennas – or mouth feelers, and he's like, Swindle your mystery. It's a Zoidberg. And then he breaks part of the bottle and then snaps it in half with his pincer. And he's like, oh, no, I broke the bottle. But if Zoidberg fixes, perhaps gifts. Yeah, the, the line <laughs> of logic is so funny. Um, you'll be rewarded for just fixing it and then yeah he's like going into crisis mode which i love when they push that plot forward uh zoidberg is like um what would bender do what would the robot do and he's like frame someone frame somebody which also i forgot it's playing behind you the moment where zoidberg he freaks out and he tries to fix it so he gets crazy glue but it's it's called strong force crazy glue as in like the nuclear strong force i never noticed that before oh i don't know what strong force is the the strong and the weak force are like what hold atoms together so and like the, the the I know what that is, but for the listeners, can you go? Basically, and the thing that struggle? the reason that I think it's the reason that uh, protons don't repel each other because of the the same charge is because of the strong force. Is that like a, the difference between an ionic bond and a covalent bond? I have no idea, but it's one of the four primary, one of the four basic uh, forces. There's like strong and weak force, electromagnetism, and gravity, and space force. Um, no. <laughs> that is sure America's life-saving congressman. Uh, space-based military. I love that we have Space Force. Let me just say it is so amazing that we literally have like it's not even just I feel like it's that, more of a nameplate thing though, because it's like exactly, we don't have they're not exactly putting enough money into it for it to be legitimate. Right. 
Right. It's not like we have like a uh, a satellite that can zap like, other satellites. If they took or, like, right, if they took all of the the trillions of dollars that go into the defense budget every year and made that into the space billions, force, not trillions, then yes, eight hundred and thirty-eight billion. Come oh, on, excuse Senator. me. Come on, Senator. Let's keep you honest here. An unimaginably large amount of money. We'll just go with <laughs> that. Fair. True. <laughs> hey, I'm all about the facts. And I'd also think it was maybe has gone up since then. Anyway, go. excuse me. Um, trillions yes, over three instances. years, not just one year. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you for the correction. Okay. Um, but yes, the Space Force um, is just literally the only reason I love it so much is not because it's like cool space stuff. Cause I really haven't seen anything they've done. It's just the fact that it's named fucking space, space force. force. Like you couldn't come up instead with of like any other thing of like, it's an acronym or whatever. Right. It's an acronym or like even use like a, like, um, uh, an antiquated military term for the, for like NASA, the which is even like aeronautic and space national aeronautics and space administration. Yeah. 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 But like, they could be like, the galactic hoplites or hoplites. Hoplites, yeah, lights. exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh no, the space, space mercenaries are coming is, to attack Space Force. Space Force is less imaginative than the sword and shield acronyms from the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, someone was just like, hmm, what do we call our forces in space? Space Force. Space Force. Well, that's that's my annual salary. Check the box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Bender's making this disgusting meal. Nobody can eat it. Um, so Bender becomes really depressed because he walks in and everyone's talking about how shitty his food is. So he kind of goes on this, like he leaves, he does his, he fills out his form of Bender's, uh, plea for attention and he checks the box for I'm leaving. And then he goes this time for good. And then it zooms down and there's another box that says this time for good. He checks that box. (laughs) I do love that. Stationary stationaries are a note from Bender, a ransom note from Bender. A plea for help from Bender. A plea for attention from Bender. A plea for attention, yeah. And it was either, I'm committing suicide, getting a tattoo, or I'm leaving. Yeah, exactly. So Bender basically runs away and decides to join up with um, these, uh, for lack of a better term, space hobos. Um, They go riding the spobos, if you will. Um, They go, wait, oh, which reminds me of Phobos, which is, do you know this? Phobos? This This is... Impromptu trivia. He is Greek. Okay, yes, that's true. But I'm thinking, what are what are what in space are named after Greek things? Planets, right? And what rotates on a planet? A revolves moon. Planet. Yeah, Phobos and Io are the two moons of Jupiter. I think Neptune. Io is either Saturn or or Jupiter. I don't think it's Neptune. Phobos and Deimos are, (coughs) if I am correct, Mars. Oh, the moons of Mars. That's no moon. Oh, sorry. That's no moon. Oh, sorry. Phobos and Deimos are the moons of Mars. Olympus Mons is the largest volcano. I didn't know that. Okay, Phobos and Deimos are on Okay, PD. I feel like this is right up your alley. Every time I think or hear about Olympus Mons, I always think pubis Mons. I do too. <laughs> because what and when else is Mons used mons. for mound in Unless English? Unless you're talking about a, a plurality of Jamaicans. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look at all these mons. <laughs> Look at all these mons. <laughs> that was funny. Um, anyway, oh, to propel this episode forward. <laughs> yeah, so Bender basically gets to the, the rails. I love that they have the prism splitter for all those things, which in my mind, I like having done logistics, I'm like, that is a fucking genius thing if you could just split that easily. Yeah, if you could just split the train. Awesome. Deliveries would be even faster than they are now. But they go to basically the largest hobo camp in the or in the solar system, whatever it is, and they meet um, Helmut Spackel, who used to have his own TV show. Who was basically like, imagine a male version of Julia Child, and then she goes off the air. I, well, not, I think like, he, yeah, I think he's supposed to be like uh, Wolfgang Puck, though. Yes, I think he's as a, Austrian Puck, or at, whatever. At this point, right? Exactly. He was like one of the most. This is before celebrity chefs really existed in the way that they exist today. There was like this two. Is like it was like Emerald Emeril and Julia and, Child. And Julia Child and, and Wolfgang Puck. Right. And then like it wasn't like, oh, there's Guy Fieri and, and female Dean Guy Fieri. And yes, exactly. And, <laughs> oh God. Anne Burrell is her name. Yeah, Anne Burrell. I was I'm so disappointed in Anne Burrell. I thought she was a lesbian for a long time and she is not. She has a husband. I am disappointed in her. Could have, would have, should have, Anne. Sorry, you lost this fan. I'm not an Anne fan. I don't stand Anne. All right, Jerry. <laughs> you don't say that? I can't stand Anne. <laughs> you don't stand it? I don't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> so Bender basically takes up with Helmut Spackel and decides to um, learn, um, what is it, without Cooking. any... Huh? Without any taste, with ability to taste, he is free to. He's free from um, the distraction of pursue. flavor to pursue that pure essence of. Flavor. Or no, without the distraction of taste, the, he is yes, free he to pursue, pursue the, the pure, the perfect flavor. And so he basically gets trained by Helmet and um, passes. He's like doing his like final test. He's like just like the chess master, uh, the student of the chess master must beat him in a game of chess. You too have to make at least one edible meal. Edible meal. And then he takes one bite and then he's like, it is acceptable. acceptable. And then Bender's like, wait, why did you stop eating? He's like, because my stomach is about to explode. Explode. <laughs> so, so a helmet basically dies from, oh wait, I will say, there's, there's one quote that I say all the time whenever I'm cooking and I forget about something in the oven or something goes wrong or I burn something. And I say this literally every single time when Helmet Sparkle is, is getting fired from his show. Uh, basically, they have a – it's not an onomatopoeia – a metaphor for his like mood and it's a souffle. And the souffle goes <laughs> – Oh yeah, when he loses because uh, Elzar, young Elzar, is hired in to replace him, and he goes bam and points at the souffle, yes. and the souffle deflates, and he goes mine souffle. <laughs> <laughs> so like every time I forget something, Evan, I go mine souffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, basically so Bender that. kills him, but before he dies, he <laughs> gives Bender the essence of pure flavor it's just like little glass mm -hmm. vial so bender takes it and then he goes to avenge helmet at elzar's and he challenges him to like a cook-off or whatever and elzar's mm -hmm. all, like all right we'll go to like the ancient uh kitchen coliseum ancient kitchen coliseum yeah. uh and so they they do the whole uh iron chef kind of parody thing and they have, and they have the guy, chairman koji 
Um, yes, exactly. And he's Our like Japanese host father's name. Yes, Koji Koji. Koji Koji. Koji. Mm-hmm. And um and they're doing like very stereotypical Japanese English Japanese accent pr- pronouncing English like Ayanuru Shefuru. And um <laughs> the the secret ingredient they have to use is soil and green, which famously <laughs> is people. Is people? Yes, exactly. From a 1970s movie that the got terrible reviews and is a terrible movie, but has become a cultural thing. Yes, and a cult, a, a cult following. It stayed, but Soylent Green has like become a standard. Like the only famous line of Soylent Green is "people." And now we have regular Soylent, which is beige. Yeah, which not by the only Soylent sauce on my sushi, if you know what I mean, or on my noodles, or on pretty Soy much sauce? anything, or to drink out of a bottle. Soy sauce is good for bones. It's also bad for your heart. Uh, because of the sodium, that is just not true. It's dark, and the dark things that you put in your body, like rum, um, ro- uh, rum, poop. truffles, chocolate, dirt. <laughs> are you eating poop and dirt? Well, not at the same time. Pick a fetish. If you're gonna pick one of those fetishes, not at the same time. To be honest, I eat that's a lot like of dirt eating. I that's like mushrooms. eating. I like the earth and flavor. That's like eating pizza and watermelon at the same time you wouldn't mix them i would also like to bring up the fact that we were having an argument about flavors that don't go well i was listening to it and i was in portland on the, at, at the airport so we would have done it like a, four weeks ago but i was saying i don't like mango salsa and helmet sparkle says that the dark side of cooking is mango salsa and raspberry, raspberry vinaigrette. vinaigrette that's right fruit and Savories? I think go together most of the time. No, he's not saying that it doesn't go well. He's saying that it's like too easy. It's like it's like pop. It's like uh, what is it called? Populism or whatever. Pop- it's like for the man. masses. It's not true cooking. Oh, pedestrian. Pedestrian. Shallow and pedestrian. It's like what Guy Fieri makes. That's what he. I feel like that's why he was making the point. You mean the Munch in Memphis burger that I got in Times Square for eighteen dollars was yes. not. Not wait, you've cuisine. been to that one? I've been to that one, the Times Square one. No, I made that up. I oh, because cool. they have a, huge, cool in case Guy they have a huge painting in there with a pink Cadillac on Route 66, and the license plate says Flavor Town. Oh, they're gonna say like 69 420 or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually really funny. Oh, F L V R T W N, Flavor Town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, oh, yeah. Bender is going up against Elzar in Kitchen Coliseum, and the judges are Bubblegum Tate, um, Morbo, and then the head of Martha Stewart. And I yeah, love exactly. when the Martha host Stewart. is like, you know, asking for an update from one of the like reporters or whatever down yeah, on the floor, so and she's like, "Well, he told me to. Uh, he told me." To like get he out of here. Okay, and then he conjectured that my mother was a prostitute, and then Martha Stewart's like. Prostitutes in the English countryside often decorate their homes with gourds. Yeah, with, with festive seasonal gourds. <laughs> I do love that. So Bender basically makes all these disgusting looking but very flavorful. It's always like dishes. gray and dark green. Yeah, yeah, and they're always like gelatinous, like or yeah. or, or collagenous, I guess I should yeah. say. It's not necessarily gel, gelatin, but probably collagen. Um, so Bender ends up winning. Um, the contest after the judges like kind of guffaw over his uh, stuff. I love bubblegum Tate. This food looks kind of funky. 
but it tastes kind of funky. <laughs> Which Bender <laughs> thinks is an insult at first. Yeah. And then Morbo uh, is like, it reminds me that things that are ugly on the outside can be beautiful on the inside. And then he starts crying because he's talking about himself. Yeah. Which is like actually in some of the um, Iron Chefs, like the way that they like f- uh, plate their dishes and like the taste and the story behind them. Like some of the judges actually do cry and it's not like on chop where they do it. Where it's like, okay, crocodile tears. These people are like yeah. actually seem to be moved to tears, right? Because like, this reminds me of something that my grandmother used to make me, right? And like it was right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like it's also like um, the okay, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna get way too far into it. So anyway, Bender Bender wins, but then he's basically like, I learned a true lesson. You know, real cooking is like in a small kitchen with your friends. And so therefore I will take um, the, lesser the lesser title, title. of Zinc Saucier, which Saucier. I just made up and also comes with double the price <laughs> double money. The pr- and everyone's standing up face and he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't need the title because I already um, embarrassed my enemy. And Elzar like pipes in he's and like, washing dishes and he's like, no question. No question. <laughs> and then uh, Zoidberg comes up and he finally admits that he framed Fry for breaking the bottle, the, oh, yeah, the ship people. in a bottle. And he's like, therefore, he was like, I'm going to basically commit seppuku. And so right. he takes the sword from the chairman and he tries to stab himself. But it, because of his outer shell, it just like crumples the sword. And, the, <laughs> and then Koji's like, um, that cost me five thousand dollars he's so pissed and Zoyberg just goes and runs away away. his mistake is now 500 times worse than it was ten dollars because framing fry made fry give the professor ten dollars to replace the cost of the materials (laughs) for the boat fry wants to buy a turkey baster and he like opens his wallet and he's like Oh, I guess never not. mind. The the best parts are when Zoidberg has these close ups and the violin, the sad violin music starts playing, and he's like, the like un uh, the, the unbearable guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, I feel like I feel that all the time. Like not like every time something goes wrong or I cover something up, I'm like the unbearable guilt. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have closed the door in someone's face because I was in a hurry. I should have waited 30 more seconds for them to walk up so I could hold the door open for them. <laughs> right. And then I get over it. Um, All right, yeah, Petey. So well, why don't we get – Great episode. It is a great episode. Would you like to do – how many um, – Morton Salt Essences of Soylent – yeah, I was going to say Soylent Greens. Soylent Greens would you give this? I would give this a 4.5. Two five. Oh, I like wow. this episode a lot. It's a good one. It's I'm a gonna, good one for me. I like this one as well. There is space travel. Excuse yes. me. Yep. And three um, I'm gonna give this one a. I'm gonna give this one a four. Okay. Very fair. solid. That's very fair. solid. Um, the I do I do have to give it a couple demerits, but okay. only because of the age of it. Uh, yeah, the, the, the accent the whole, is racist. It is funny to me, I'll be honest, whole, but it is yeah. racist. If they had I gotten mean, an actual Asian voice actor to do it, I think that would be acceptable. Y- yes, for sure. Um, but I feel like it also, to your point, it does speak to the racism accuracy of 2003. Of, no, the, the accuracy of like how Kitchen Stadium was. Oh, that's like, true. Like, that's true. Like it's it is pretty accurate. It's just a it's um, a you got to be careful when you're like lampooning someone out that's like got an accent like that because it's easy a to race, yeah. race on culture. Um, yeah. 
And then the other thing is when Bender, when they call him a robo, and he's like, what did you, I thought you called me a romo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, robo homo. <laughs> that didn't age quite well. Triggered. I can't believe I didn't bring that up. Jeez, I was actually surprised you didn't bring it up. Yeah. No, but it's a, it's a great episode. The plot is great, and the B plot with Zoidberg is is, is hilarious. Um, so yeah, no, it's a it's a great episode. Yeah, agreed. I think it is great. There's space travel. I love Helmet Sparkle. There's so many good quotes. Whatever Zoidberg fixes, perhaps Maybe gifts. Did, perhaps gifts. <laughs> yeah. And I love that Zoidberg was the entire B plot. That was also yeah. Very it's very yeah too. exactly yeah. All right, um, Petey, Would you like to start with trivia? What reference is made to my favorite Disney film? Oh, I had this one. It's the rat in Bender's chef hat from Ratatouille. <laughs> I knew you were going to write it down. Yes, exactly. Um, what reference is made to Matt Groening? Or I should say Matt Groening's life. Huh. I don't really know anything about I Matt like, Groening. I feel like you... I feel like you wrote this. No, you know, you know this this about Matt Groening because we've talked about this on the on the pod before. He, what do you think about what you know about Matt Groening? He wrote this. He made The Simpsons. And right. He made Futurama. Right. <laughs> I don't remember anything else. About Matt <laughs> he made Enchanted or Disenchanted. Um, keep thinking. We think about like the names of characters in The Simpsons. I'm giving you a lot of hints. Okay, Senator. Uh, Homer, Mr. Burns, right. They're named after people. No, they're not named after people. No, we've talked about this. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Mr. Burns side. Or Chief Wiggum side. Or they're named after dogs. <laughs> the neighbors are neighborhoods. Places. Places. Yes. Yes. Okay. Where? We fucking had this conversation. I am sorry. I don't remember. I'm telling you, I don't remember. <laughs> He's from Oregon. Oh, and he says Eugene, Oregon is the most, has yes. the most. Damn, you're stealing one. all of mine. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that I don't remember us talking about the Oregon thing at all. We have talked about it. Like, well, Mr. tell me yeah. what episode it was on. Mr. Burns. I, don't, I don't have an insight. Burnside? You're the one who goes to Portland all the time. I don't know about Burnside. Your Honor, I am I maybe heard it one time in Portlandia. I maybe heard it one time in Portlandia. But you're the one who but Wiggums? the characters are named after him. Wiggum, I don't even. I think I did not tell you that. It probably was Sam. I did not tell you that. If you can tell me which episode, I'll go back and listen to our conversation. But I don't. I, don't I genuinely episode. don't remember. I remember. Girl, I don't remember what I had for breakfast. Just kidding. I had granola and yogurt, and there were not very many berries this morning because so I had to have like six blueberries instead of the average twenty-eight. Not very happy about it. Jesus, what a hard what is this, life. Russia, what is this? Borscht, beets, cold beet soup. No, thank you. The liberals would have you believe. <laughs> the liberals want to serve you cold soup. <laughs> Gazpacho. Borscht. No, thanks. I'll take chicken noodle any American day. Um, speaking of food, next trivia question. 
what is the company that buys El Muchpakel's um, uh, show, fires him, and hires Elzar? Oh, it's like an orange soda company. It's like uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Orange Speaking Blast. Of- Yes, but there's a part. There's a part before that, and people in Jamaica ex- use this when they are exclaiming that they're having a party, that they're enjoying themselves, or listening to music. Party, we having a party, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they go British? You're like party. <laughs> Think about it. They don't say we're having a party. They say we have it. We be having a party. <laughs> no. We be jamming. Oh, jamming orange blast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for that we heavy hint. Thank you for that very heavy hint. <laughs> to be fair, it was technically not spoken aloud. It was on his head. It was a sign. So I, That's true. That was a, it was sign. a sign. It was It was a character. So I figured as a character, I could sneak it in. That was I'll the, allow it. The, I'll allow it. The, 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 the legal. What a brilliant legal shenanigan. <laughs> <laughs> um, you already got Chairman Goji and you already got the three judges. So that was it. You got Rats Under a Hat. You got. Oh, no, I have one more. I'm sorry. Okay. What was the hobo's uh, original job? Uh, Not the hobo with the top hat. The tall, the, the short like, hobo. Good. It's the short one. Yeah, exactly. What He's did like, you I say? used to do that what, when I was a. Oh, a senator. Yeah. <laughs> I used to eat good, but what when I was a senator? <laughs> um, okay, so that's four out of four. That's that's good for me. Uh, you miss Eugene, Oregon. What? I got that. You did not get. I that. said I Eugene, Oregon. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but you didn't know. What, I gave it to you. I said Oregon. I gave it to you. No, but I revealed Eugene, Oregon. Petey, if I last week I remember you, things being litigious last week. Okay, fine. I'll give you I'll half, take a, point half a point because you said Oregon. Three point five. I said and Eugene, I was, Oregon. Call me, call me Lizzie Warren, because I am being a liberal at these points. Let me tell you what. You're sounding a lot like my friend Lee Tigis. <laughs> Do you know my friend allegations? Because that's a pretty heavy one. I know my friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Al, Al Edgeley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. You so so you stole mine. So you, I'll give you one for uh, Rat in the Hat. Okay, Rat in the Hat. Love it. Okay, what are the three reasons why Elzar will not teach Bender how to cook? Number one, Yen Tin is in my crotch. Number two, I hate you. <laughs> and number three... You can't even taste, or you're a robot. Uh, what was the first? You're on the one? right track. I hate you. Um, I bumped it up a notch. Bam. Robot. Oh, and you're a terrible. You're you're a terrible cook. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're really go. bad at it. And yeah. I don't want to start from scratch. Oh, that was a good. That was good trivia. Because I never, I never really realized Bender's antenna is directly in his garage. Okay, let me try to transform this one. What outside of Eugene, Oregon? What is the biggest hobo? What is the name of the biggest hobo base? I don't remember. It's called... Maybe Kraken the Scroy Boy will give it... No, 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 no. I want to guess. Okay. Nebula. No. Comet. No. Asteroid. No. Is it a a, a galactic entity of such? No, but it does have a Greek letter in it. Oh. Sigma? 
Sigma seven? No. Is it Sigma? No. Oh, it's Ligma. Ligma balls. <laughs> oh. Beta, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, iota. It's one of those. Gamma. Gamma seven, gamma six. Gamma <laughs> there's, thrones. There's no number. <laughs> gamma <Did> thrones. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I better get credit for that. <laughs> um... Gamma, Gamma Station? No. <laughs> okay, can I tell you now? Give me another hint. The other hints are it's going to be too obvious, but the Greek letter is the second word in it. Or like, it's like after, at the end of the... Oh, something Gamma. Outpost Gamma. No, but it's also not Gamma. I already told you it's not Gamma. <laughs> Outpost Beta. Outpost Delta. Outpost Alpha. No, okay, I want to tell you. <laughs> Fuck, all right. It's Bum Base Alpha. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I, I was getting pretty close with Outpost. No, you weren't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. And then the last question is, what is actually the, the function or the real job of Chairman Koji at the Kitchen Coliseum? He serves as the... Excuse me? Chairman. No, that's his title, but he serves as the. What? This is obscure. No, it's not. This is lewd. It's said in the same sentence as Chairman Koji. The judicator? The. No. I give you so many hints. I was hint on you as. Okay, okay. I'll give you a good hint. Call me flavored water because that was a hint today. Chalmers. Oh, superintendent. Yep, there he you was go. A I gave that one to you, BD. You can't say that I didn't <laughs> give it to you. Hey, I gave you the jamming man. Okay, that was pretty good. We be that was. That's why I gave you Chalmers. <laughs> because we be potty. <laughs> this was good trivia. I feel like I kind of like it more when we give each other fun hints. Yeah, I hate it when you give me ones that are really fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we should be more... We should be more kind with our trivia. I yes, that's what I've been saying for four seasons. <laughs> hey, sometimes it takes convincing. As someone who has been in a sales and sales tangential roles, sometimes you got it's like sometimes it's it's like um, sell me this pen. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, oh my god, I fucking hate that question, but I can do it. Um, no, it's like rain on a um, uh, on your wedding day outside. It just got to keep eroding a little bit at a time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> God, I should write a haiku. That was a great sentence. Oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work on it. All right. Well, well that is our episode us, today. And they can always find us, PD, on Twitter at WTTWOT. And please do consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash world of tomorrow pod. And PD, I have amazing news that I buried the lead on because I'm only remembering uh. it now. Oh my god, Petey, I, I need a fucking drum roll. Oh, what? We have, have a, a second Patreon supporter. Ah, no kidding. Who is and it, it is other no none other than our friend Sarah from Muncie. Sarah Hanauer? Yes. Well, let's not dox what? her. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's bleep her. Bleep her. I'll last bleep name the last name. 
She has signed up as a times. <laughs> del- <laughs> delivery boy level supporter. Thank you so much, Sarah. Special oh shout my gosh, out to you. We love you. Special shout out, you sexy man. And as always, we, oh, love, we love our you. number one Patreon supporter, Sam. Thank you, Sam, for always being at the ship captain oh my level. Gosh, what if Sam and Sarah get married and then we officiate their wedding and then it's Futurama themed and then at the reception and then there's cake and then I eat all the pizza okay except that Sarah's already married (laughs) (laughs) Sarah got married like a while ago I'm just saying it could happen it could happen Michael Michael (laughs) all right Petey well I'll hand it back I'll hand it back to you for your final parting words as always folks before I get into my spiel, I will say we have some great Patreon content coming out. Okay, everybody says it's going to be amazing. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be great for the ears. It's going to be great. But as always, whether you're a Patreon tent listener, whether you're just a casual listener, whether you just stumbled upon this and you're just starting out, we'll love you forever. We'll love you for always. As long as you're listening, our friend, you will be. Now, take us out, Whalers on the Moon. We're Whalers on the Moon. We carry a harpoon, fly direct to whales, so we tell tall tales and sing a whaling tune. Bye! Bye! Cheese it! Bye.